Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from winter windstorms to wicked wolves, and today we're talking about the Warforged. All right, Brian. Hey. It's finally time to actually delve into a little bit of Eberron lore. A race. It's been a while. Yeah. it's Well, has it, what was the last race we did? Minotaurs. Not a while. Oh, not a while. <laughs> not a while at all. Oh, I get, well, this is... I mean, but they're kind of a monster. Had, had it been <clears> a long time before that? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Either way, I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, today we're talking about Warforged, and uh, they are an original race designed for the Eberron setting. Um, so before we get into the Warforged, let's talk a little bit about what the Eberron setting is. Eberron will get its own episode, and uh, I've been kind of putting it off because it's a really big episode. It's going to take a lot of research. And I actually came to the conclusion that one of the best ways to ease into it is we're going to actually do all the Eberron-specific races first. So you're going to get kind of like little pictures or like little windows into the world of Eberron. Right. And we're going to slowly kind of build around those and then yeah. we'll get to the Eberron. I was going to say, it's like, how do you do a podcast about planet earth? Like, right. It's like, where do we start? There's so much to do. Yeah. Well, you're going to get a little bit of it in each of these episodes. So I don't feel so guilty when we don't talk too much about the Warforged in the Eberron episode. Some of the little bitty people <clears throat> on this planet talk about something called quantum physics. Let's talk about that for 10 minutes. Right. And exactly. then we'll never f- 
fucking get through we'll, anything. Yeah, we'll never stop. Right. So Eberron is one of the newest D&D settings. It was actually made in 2004 by Keith Baker. Um, thank it, you, Keith. Thank you, Keith. Uh, <laughs> it is uh, actually the result of a contest held by Wizards of the Coast to find a new campaign setting. Oh, wow. And it actually beat out roughly 10,000 other entries. Oh, <laughs> wow. And um, that's Among not too 10,000 worlds, yours was chosen. Exactly. Okay. Um, and that's not too surprising because it's fucking really dope. Yeah, every time um, I have to do any research and it comes up Eberron, I'm mm-hmm. pleasantly surprised by what I find. Yeah, it's definitely in probably my top three uh, favorite settings, maybe even my number one if it wasn't Dragonlance already. Okay. <clears throat> but uh, it is a very unique setting uh, in that it differs from the other more traditional d settings in both its fundamental structure and its inclusion of non-fantasy elements. Uh, like I said, we will do an Eberron episode, but for now, I will describe the setting as a gritty Pulp Fiction-style setting meant for high-action, dark fantasy stories. It has many steampunkish elements and aesthetics, including trains, machinery, and industry. Um, but even though it's got all this technology, if you will, magic is very pervasive. Um, it pervades nearly every aspect of Eberron life. And one of the things that kind of stresses the people of Eberron have uh, access to... Uh, modern luxuries that don't exist in either medieval fantasy or the real world. A lot of okay. really unique things go on. Cool. And the idea is like, how would magic change change society and whatnot? So, um, yeah. Nice concept. It is responsible for the creation of a lot of unique, uh, fun, favorite races and classes, including Warforged. Yes. So, Warforged are a race of humanoid constructs. They are made of metal, stone, and wooden fibers. Their core is a skeleton made of metal and stone, with the wooden fibers acting as a muscular system, kind of in between. Um, covering this is a shell of metal and stone plates. An internal network of tubes runs through a Warforged's body. Filled with a blood-like liquid designed to both uh, lubricate and nourish their systems. Their hands are made up of two thick fingers and a thumb. Their feet only have two broad toes. Their faces are humanish metal helms with toothless jaws lacking in noses and also hair. Obviously, they're robots. It'd be weird to put hair on a warforged. <laughs> really? Uh, I mean, so? it would look a little odd, I suppose. Uh, well, with that description, then I like. I guess like it right. would have to be uh, maybe uh, like the hair of like a tree folk or a dryad or something like that. Yeah, I guess so. But like Warforged look more metal than anything. Mm-hmm. Although you see the wooden fibers, you know, beneath the metal shell. They have a Metallica <clears> shirt <throat> on. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. A fucking Warforged metal band would be dope. Oh yeah. Um. So each Warforged. Not on the fingers. I guess not. No, they don't. I mean, make a good drummer, though. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So each Warforged have a a unique symbol carved into their foreheads called uh, Gulra. Um, They're generally created with a genderless body, um, but their forms can be modified and altered by artificers or themselves, really. Cool. Despite being artificial creations, Warforges, Warforged are <laughs> Warforges. Warforged are fully sentient, alive, alive, conscious beings with personality, psychology, and mentality. They're people. Okay. Why? Why the quotations around alive? Well, they are alive, but they're not biologically alive. Like, okay, so like, is an AI, AI a fully fledged AI in a robot body alive? Is that what this is? Kinda. But is it? What are its origins? It's kind of mysterious because, like, I, the process of their making isn't really spelled out. It's just kind of like there was this weird breakthrough. Uh-huh. We're going to kind of get into that. So they are kind of like a man-made? Because AI they is are man-made, man-made, so yeah. that's hard to say. I think that would impede your I'm argument. not sure where their consciousness comes from, but they do have it. Right, But their okay. bodies aren't living. They're not biological. They don't self-heal. 
Um, they don't need air to breathe. They don't need food to eat. So like, oh, so it, they're not even really like the Transformers. No. Okay. Not at all. Okay. <laughs> so in the world of Eberron, Warforged are actually a fairly new development in the history. Um, they were created, as their name would imply, for the purposes of war during the centuries-long conflict known as the Last War. The Last War is kind of the linchpin historical event of Eberron in which the kingdom of Galifar broke out into civil war over the succession of the throne. It broke up into five nations that fought for over 100 years. <clears throat> okay. Uh, during that conflict, House Caneth um, reaped the benefits by providing weapons and arms to all sides. Um, this includes some proto-warforged magical constructs and whatnot. Uh, House Caneth had been uh, pouring resources into creating artificial sentient soldiers for like quite some time, but finally made a breakthrough roughly 33 years before the current timeline in the Eberron setting. setting. Oh, okay. uh, using ancient magics and secret knowledge, House Caneth created the first Warforge via their secret manufacturing vessels known as Creation Forges. And like all their other technology, they sold to all sides. Wow, cool. Yeah. So the Warforge quickly came to dominate the war efforts as perfect elite soldiers, and they slowly began to take all roles within the army. Like they started off as like grunts and maybe like specialized soldiers, but yeah. quickly they became scouts, captains, and eventually they became full on commanders. And it was actually kind of a controversial move. I can't remember which nation did it, but like uh, they made it a Warforge with like one of the first generals. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, cause they were just so goddamn good at it cause it's what they're trained to do. So yeah, eventually the war did come to an end. Um, a five-way stalemate, in fact, sealed with a treaty called the Treaty of Thronehold. Uh, within the treaty was an agreement to set all warforged free and to forbid the creation of any more and the order for all creation forges to be destroyed. Yeah. So in Eberron, there theoretically is a finite number of warforged. Right. And they're all aged between 33 years and two years old. Yes, they would have to be, right? Yeah, because of the, the timeline. Of the war. Yeah, exactly. And like when they were created in the current timeline now. <clears throat> if you have one more war, you're still good because you can be like, that was the last war, you know? <laughs> right. But after the second war after that, it's like, it doesn't it stops making sense. It does. It does super stop making We've sense. definitely had two since then, so, and it wasn't the one before this one. Right. Well, I mean, it's like uh, how they called World War One the war to end all wars. Yeah, that didn't happen. No, so. there was a part two. There yeah, was, there a, was a part two. There was a sequel. It was even bigger and better. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah. So um, so in a way, the race of the Warforge are both figuratively and in some cases literally in their infancy. Because there's some Warforge that are only a, a year or two old. Yeah. Just little babies. Just little babies. So all Warforged are uh, slash were created fully formed from creation forges at birth. At the moment of their awakening, they can fully understand the language of their creator and they know how to move their bodies. And other In all other respects, though, uh, the newly formed... Uh, Warforged is a completely blank slate. Okay. Um, so, like, if uh, if a gnome made one, then it would know gnomish? <clears throat> um, I guess so. Like, they, like yeah. just because? It, I mean, oh, here's the thing, though. They were only created by House Caneth, and House Caneth are humans. Yeah, so they all common. speak common. So, like... I'm I that's a useless sentence to me. Yeah, because you didn't <laughs> test that. That's not proven. Yeah, I mean, but then again, I'm not super familiar with Eberron. Maybe there's something like, no, technically, this one wolf forge was created by an elven family. And like, I don't fucking yeah, know. Yeah, it spoke man. elvish and, and common. Yeah, there we go. Because yeah. <laughs> that's what everyone speaks. Yeah. God damn it. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah. So they're completely blank slates. Um, 
And uh, so, what you just start like dumping information? Into yeah, them? they they have literally no knowledge of the world, no concept of good or evil. They don't even know like lies or truth. None of that is a thing to them. Oh shoot! So during their first few months, Warforged are extremely adaptable and receptive to new skills, new knowledge, etc. Um, House Caneth heavily regulated regiments f- of instruction for the Warforged, focusing them on being obedient soldiers, proficient in weapons, tactics, command structure, enemy recognition, and how to improvise on the battlefield. Oh, cool. uh, this, this training mostly took place as elaborate war games. Oh, nice. That so makes like, sense. And like all Warforged share this origin in history because like they were all born in the same place from the same people to do the same thing. So this is what happened to all of them. If you're running them in Eberron, obviously you can run Warforged outside of Eberron. That's the only way I've ever done Warforged. So this is just, we're talking about them in the setting they were created. Right. Forged for war. Yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about these war games and whatnot, but before we do that, we're going to take a short rest. Okay, cool. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. So wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., 
Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the part of the episode. We're not talking about the last thing we're talking about. We're talking about this new thing. It's it's it looks like light shining in between the clouds on like a like a stormy day. Uh, it's my love for you. It's and mine and mine. Yeah, I too. him. Yes. You over there. Tell them of your love. It exists. <laughs> <laughs> they do exist. It's a fucking M&M's commercial. Okay, so let's talk about Dungeons and Dragons. Like the game? Yeah. Like our game. Like we, the game we, that we're we, yeah, running on we, the YouTube we channel. Play, sometimes we play Dungeons and Dragons. We do, and it's a show called Super Quest Saga. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you can find it right here on the Dungeon Cast YouTube channel. And it's a it's a D and D game, but it's set in space, and there's a lot of futuristic bullshit going down. Space, indeed. Uh, I believe you guys are right now are on a on a huge asteroid asteroid metropolis asteroid getting city. involved in some weird gangs and smuggler shit, and it's a lot of fun. Suspiciously sounds like metropolis, like a an asteroid. Wait, no, what did I just say? What did you just say? I meant to say something else, and now it's gone from me. Well, I mean, it is a metropolis, and the city in D.C., metropolis, is called metropolis. Oh, man. So, well, uh, so, my brain so, fell so in- Superman City is essentially called city. Yes. Uh, my brain fell into the quicksand. Sorry about that. It's okay. I got to take it back out. It's okay. But if you guys want to see us playing some D&D, I uh, suggest you check it out. And I'm not sure if it already is at this point. Uh, Let's just talk about it because it's in, it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, it's also a podcast. Yeah. So, uh, hey. Yeah. So uh, it should be on literally any podcast app out there that you possibly have or use. Yeah. A quick asterisk because it's not official official. I sent it to iTunes. Let's pray to the Apple gods because they 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 like things very specific. <laughs> right, they do. But yeah. it should be approved. It's on our SoundCloud. We have another SoundCloud page that we made, and it, it's a Super Quest Saga SoundCloud page. It will be available everywhere once iTunes says it can. <laughs> and it probably already is. It probably already is. And the, the links will be in the description. And, uh, you know, we, we were listening to feedback, and a lot of you guys wanted us to turn it into an audio podcast, so we did. And uh, if you guys could return the favor and go check it out and leave a review, because we'd really like to get SuperQuest Saga onto the iTunes charts. In, it, in the right way, yeah. yeah. And that means we need uh, reviews. We need yeah. you to go to iTunes specifically, not Podbean or Stitcher, etc. Go to iTunes and leave a review it would help us so, so much to get off on the right foot with that podcast. It really would. Like the, um, the thank first, you, thank the you to everybody on YouTube for, for stepping up and yes. you guys really are making the show like visible and, and that's really, really great. Yeah. And, um, and we've been listening to your feedback uh, and we love that you want it to be an audio podcast. So um, the first few weeks of any podcast life are the most important. Um, they're going to basically, Apple's algorithms really judge a podcast harshly and how it performs in the first few weeks. So the more views and reviews it gets, the better for everyone. Yeah. If you go to a podcast page and it's not like decked out with art, it's because Apple doesn't let you. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I was looking into that and I was like, dude, Apple, why? Why can't we all have this? But it's only if Apple says you can. Right. Yeah. So there so that is. I would like to have page art. Indeed. On something. Well, with that being said, I think we can get back to the show. Let's uh, get back to the show. All right. We've returned. We've returned. 
And uh, yeah, let's talk about more Warforged stuff. So uh, I believe we'll we left off with the pod- war games. It's a podcast, Will. It it's is. everywhere. It is. <laughs> so these war games um, are where most Warforged felt their first emotions, uh, usually emotions of pride um, from like victory, shame from losing, joy, jealousy, and fear. Um, during the war, they learned the feelings of camaraderie between allies and hatred of the enemy. So like slowly over the course of their lives, like well, they became people, really. So that just cognitive repetition of their surroundings imprinted on them pretty much is what I'm getting from that. I mean, yeah. I mean, in the end, like they're just people. They learn, you're having they the feel. Hu- and, and you're yeah. incorporated with humans. You're having the human experience in probably a lot of ways other yeah. than like... I would, say res- so. I would say respect might be a weird weird issue for them. What do you mean? Like, I don't know. How are they treated amongst the, the other soldiers? Um, we'll, get, well, amongst the other soldiers, like, uh, I mean, I, fairly well. I mean, there is some racism against them, which we'll talk about later, but that's mostly reserved for after the war. Oh, okay. Um, like, sure. during the war, they were just, they were making... You're my brother East in side arms. stronger, yeah. yeah. And, like, they are people. So they were getting nicknames from the people as well. There like, you go. From okay. squads. Yeah, that that so. paints me a, a decent picture. Right. If so, you name something, you love it secretly, deep down. Right. <laughs> um, also, throughout the war, uh, Warforged were often crafted with specialty in mind. So 5e provides us with three types of Warforged that you can make. Like, they're kind of like sub-races. There's the Juggernaut, the Skirmisher, and the Envoy. And each okay. was just obviously designed for a different capability. Like the Master Chiefs. I guess so, kind of. Um, when the war uh, ended, thousands of Warforged uh, were left bereft of structure in their lives, of leadership, and of purpose. It said that many stood at attention for weeks out on the battlefield, awaiting orders that never came. Aww. But eventually, all Warforged were forced to decide what to do with themselves and with their newly bestowed freedom. Oh, that's like a pet that, like, its owner leaves and right. doesn't come back and it's yeah, been waiting. Exactly. Oh, God. Uh, it is a bit sad. Um, uh, so, Warforged were built to serve uh, with a clearly defined function. Um, and because of this, uh, many Warforged kind of struggle to find a place in the post-war world. Many end up taking a life of mercenaries or adventurers to do what they do best, which is, okay. you know, protect people, combat things, uh, complete contracts, etc. Others uh, completely rejected war and sought out, like, jobs of crafting or servant positions uh, or physical labor. Just okay. anything that they could just do. Warforged need to do something. Um, when it comes to their needs... There isn't much to drive them. Like they don't age, they don't need food, they don't need water, they don't need air, but they do need shelter and they need money for repairs and for shelter. Um, Most importantly of all, they need something to do. Like I was just saying, their bodies never tire and they don't need sleep. So that's a lot of time to be very, very bored. Yeah. And like any other like humanoid or living thing with sentience, uh, without mental stimulation, Warforged, they go crazy. Oh man, I'm picturing a scene with a Warforged like... Uh, working for a shop and the shop owner comes at like 11 o'clock at night because they forgot their key to their house or whatever. Right. And the Warforge is in there like organizing boxes and sweeping and they're like, what are you doing, Johnny? It's past clothing. It's like, oh, somebody's got to pay the bills. And they're right. like, Johnny, you can go home. And it's right. like, I need to do something. Leave <laughs> yeah. me here. He's the, snaps the room. Yeah. Don't you say Get that to out. me. out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. You could you could definitely see it like that. I, I just see that's that what entered my brain. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um so so a lot of Warforged find purpose in their work. Um it's common. It's bec- like they were created to do work, so it's what they like to do. It's how they were raised in a way. Uh Warforged have wide and varying personalities uh and dispositions, but generally speaking, they tend to be very reserved. Um they tend to be unemotional. 
And it's not that they don't feel these emotions. It's just they aren't inclined to displaying them. Plus, they don't have faces that, like, make facial expressions. Yeah. So, like, even if they would express it in, like, a facial expression, they can't. So they don't. <laughs> They're just like, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, look, yeah, okay. And you believe them. Right, exactly. But really. <laughs> really, like, you could tell. Well, it said that, uh, like, if a Warforge is, like, really angry or it feels very strong emotion, like, their eyes will kind of, like, light up. Oh, cool. So, like, you, there's a little I thought bit you're going to be like, display. they just start to shake. <laughs> the oh. clatter. In, no, no, not that. I mean, maybe, but no, not really. Um, where was I? So, um, oh, yeah. Their disposition. Um, most Warforged are singularly minded. They prefer to focus on a task for an extended period of time. They take comfort in having something to do and orders to take. Um, other more free-thinking Warforged, though, relish in their freedom. Um, their freedom of orders, and they pursue, like more abstract concepts like philosophy. Okay. Some even pursue art or just curiosity in general, like discovery, exploration, science, uh, machinery, stuff like that. Like okay. inven invention, I guess is what I'm trying to say there. Um, like go get on a boat with like a ship captain interested in exploration. Or yeah, like see that. the world, right? Um, these are the type of forge that get a little bit more introspective and they're like, why am I here? Like, do I have a soul like as an artificial being? Um, should we Warforged have our own society, our own culture? Should we carve out our own nation? Like, should we seek out to make more Warforged? Like, all the creation forges were destroyed. How does that make me feel? Like, uh, I guess what I'm saying here is that Warforged are just people. They come in many colors, many, many sizes, many uh, dispositions, many beliefs. And, yes. And I think the Eberron books make a really good point of, of that. So, yeah. Okay. I bet you there's one that like gets instructions to like walk packages to like distant locations just to keep them busy. Like, yeah, I can see that definitely. Like, like we got to keep old Greg busy. Yeah. So. Do, they, do, they, do they tire? Do they? No, they don't physically yeah, tire. Yeah, they mentally, they, sleep, right? they will mentally tire and they do have to like take like low activity for like eight hours they or meditate, so. They meditate. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, no, their bodies do not tire. So they walking is the perfect thing for them because yeah. you can meditate in a way walking, you yeah. know? Yeah, that's okay. true. That's true. I don't know if the cancer is low level activity walking. No, though. I mean, low level activity uh, I've seen in 5e is quantified by like reading, keeping watch, that sort of thing. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I don't know. Reading's not low level activity for your brain necessarily. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, it's like watching slow TV. I mean, I would allow it. In my game, like sure, yeah, why not? So when it comes to culture, some Warforged keep them keep themselves completely separate from society, and they some keep to their own. Like I'd said that a lot of um, Warforged ended up just staying in their squads because it's what they knew, and they just kind of roll about. Uh, whether that's as mercenary work, or maybe they go into town and they all get a job at a factory, like cool. but they stick together. Um, while others do the complete opposite and they try and fully assimilate, assimilate with the region by adopting the clothing and even the accent and customs of their neighbors. <laughs> they're just, they're just playing hacky sack out in the street. Are you from London? Are you from London? Pass me the joint. No bogarting. <laughs> All right. Right. So, uh, so yeah, that happens. Um, where was I? <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, okay. So. Though many find success in um, finding lives um, amongst uh, the other races, many do not, or many have a, a difficult time be due to racism from the squishier races, oh, if no. you will. Yeah. So there's two things here that kind of feed into this. Um, in a lot of war, in a lot of ways, the Warforge became the face of the last war. Like when they were introduced to the war, it changed everything, and they really began to dominate it. 
and uh, like the Master Chiefs, kind of like the Master Chiefs. Yeah, sure. And because of this, peoples of all nations have suffered at the hands of these constructs, and many still hold fear and resentments against the Warforge for this reason. They see them as instruments of death and not people. Um, the second thing is because Warforged are cheap, tireless, low maintenance, low demand labor that have begun to take the jobs of other humanoids en masse. Mm. Um, this has led to an intense amount of resentment from the other races who would who would see the Warforged banned from their communities for ruining the economy. So weird. Yeah, so I mean, it's automation, you know, yeah. the struggle against automation. It makes sense. Like the Warforge need and want work, and businesses are going to hire the cheapest, best labor they can, which is always going to be the Warforge. But Warforge don't need to eat. People need to eat. So these people are going to be real goddamn angry that they're not getting money to feed their family. Yeah, it's like how we thought AI would have taken over by now, but AI is actually kind of dumb on like a consumer right. level at the moment. It, it is. Yeah. Uh, but. But automation is not, and it yeah. is coming. So I, I think that's a very real-world problem. And I, I kind of appreciate that about Eberron, about uh, nothing nothing's black commentary. and white. So there's a little bit of social commentary. And the world just feel, the world feels so like real and lived in compared to a lot of the other settings. And I think it's because it was made by basically one guy. It's, so it's this sure. real cohesive thing. Okay. Uh, while other settings were kind of like hodgepodge over time by like different people. Like a comic people. book. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Anyways. All Warforged were originally given uh, numerical designations uh, upon creation, but adopted nicknames given to them uh, by their comrades at war. So the name examples that are given are like Blade, Church, Hammer, Lucky, Pierce, Rusty, Scout. Like cool, okay. like single syllable, like nicknames that you would call out during like a, a wartime effort. Yeah, that makes sense. So any questions about Warforged before we get into the 5e stats? Um, no, I, well, we've taken some liberties with Warforged in our character creation segments of the show. Like, mm-hmm. um, there was that monk that I put in a Warforged body. Mm-hmm. It seems yeah. that that's a, that's a repetitive thing in my repertoire of dungeon mastering is like, <laughs> I hollowed out one and put a guy in it. Right. Well, I don't, I think that's a, that's, um, a common thing to do with Warforged. Cause okay. it's like, they, they are essentially the, an artificial shell with a soul. Right. Like I think, I think there's like a yeah. mechanical part of them that you could probably like rework to operate from within yeah. some level. Or- I mean, again, I've never ran a Warforge in Eberron setting. I love Eberron setting. I take a lot of things from Eberron setting, but I always run my own like unique settings, like my yeah. own custom yeah. ones. So we're never going to really run yeah. Eberron, you know? No, but like, okay. So I once ran a, um, a Warforged Paladin. His name was Decimus Exvertus. And like, I kind of took a bit from Eberron where like, uh, he was a, a soldier construct created for war. Basically there was like an archmage and he was creating these things for a war. He was like, he was kind of like a Vecna character. Like he held like a, a, a kingdom region sure. and he was waging war. Um, and Decimus was his 10th creation, thus Decimus, you know, Desi. Oh, okay. Um, and you know, a lot of stuff happened. Uh, the archwizard was overthrown. Decimus was kind of left in like a shutdown period for a hundred years. And then he ended up getting like reawakened by some random thing. And oh, that's like zero. Okay. Oh yeah. Is it? I, I don't know. But, yeah. uh, so he ends up like wandering the land lost and like, like zero, he ends up protecting uh, a priest on the road from like uh, orcs and whatnot. Okay. Um, and oh, the, that's just like zero, except it's not a it's not a priest. It's it's a scientist. Oh okay, really? Go, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I swear to God, I've never like really played Mega Man, but uh, <laughs> where was I? So Mega Man's pri- a robot. So the the priest uh, the priest was uh, a priest of Pelor. Okay. Um, you know, god of the sun and light and mm-hmm. a bunch of other bullshit, and basically they became friends, and the priest kind of like taught. Decimus like the teachings of his God and Decimus kind of came to the conclusion of like I think I have a soul and I agree with the teachings of your God so I want him to be my God and he became a paladin of Pelor slowly but surely and yeah 
That was Decimus Six Virtus. He was really fucking fun. And he had like 25 AC at level two. So it was great. I could continue to draw parallels and it would just sound like somebody lifted. Uh, Is for, it? <laughs> either for whichever one came out first. I don't know which one came out first, but Mega Man Zero series or this story. I don't know. There's just, I could, I could continue to draw parallels and they might, With, you uh, might call them convoluted, but okay, you know, here right. I am. Well, that being said, let's get to the 5e stat block <laughs> yeah. for uh, the Race of Warforge. Now, these stats come from a PDF, an official PDF called Wayfinder's Guide to Eberron. Now, this PDF I have mixed feelings about, but I mostly love it. And it's, um, it's an interesting thing because it's, number one, it's official, but number two, it's only PDF. You can't buy a physical copy, but number three, it's a living document. So it's technically in a soft play test. Okay. So they're going to adjust some things, but when they do it, they're going to adjust the PDF. Anyone who's bought it already can just um, download the uh, the update. Okay. And it will update their PDF. Um, and then eventually I think there will be a hardcover. But so this is like 85% official. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like it, it's subject to change. It's a really good book. I but went through the whole thing. Here's the skelly bones of this. Yeah. So what it's going it to represent. So as a Warforge, you get a plus one of constitution out the gate. Um, your alignment and age and all that stuff is kind of up to you. Your size is going to be medium. Most Warforged stand between five feet and six and a half feet tall. Um, their speed is 30 feet and you're going to get a feature called Warforge Resilience. You were created to have remarkable fortitude represented by the following benefits. You have advantage on saving throws against being poisoned and you have resistance to poison damage. You are immune to disease. You do not need to eat, drink or breathe. You do not need to sleep and don't suffer the effects of exhaustion due to lack of rest. And magic can't put you to sleep. Neat. That's good. That in itself is actually a really powerful feature. Yeah. You're like, uh, you're like super elf. You're like an elf dwarf. Yeah, you're like an elf dwarf. Yeah. You're already, you're already <laughs> an elf and dwarf put together. Um, you also get a feature called Sentries West. Oh, Sentries Rest. Uh, <laughs> when you take a long rest, you must spend at least six hours in an inactive motionless state rather than sleeping. In this state, you appear inert, but it does not render you unconscious and you can see in here as normal. So there's trance from elves, basically. So it, you're, you're playing possum a little bit there. Yeah. Um, you're like you could like pretend to be. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. You could ambush somebody like that. Oh yeah, definitely. You said, um, you said, what did you call it? I said Centuries West. Centuries West. You <laughs> and immediately it was like that sounds like a nice place to stay the night. And then and then you said Centuries Rest, and I was like that sounds like an even nicer place <laughs> to stay the night. <laughs> That's hilarious. You also get a feature called Integrated Protection. So your body has built-in defensive layers, which determine your armor class. You gain no benefit from wearing armor, but if you're using a shield, you apply its bonus as normal. You can alter your body to enter different defensive modes each time you finish a long rest. Choose one mode to adopt from the integrated protection table, uh, provided you meet the mode's prerequisite. So the integrated protection modes are, there's three of them. There's dark wood core, composite plating, and heavy plating. Um, dark wood core gives you 11 plus your dex mod uh add proficiency bonus if proficient in light armor so there that is that's actually really good holy shit you get to add your proficiency bonus i mean you don't get to do that normally do you i don't think so no because it like if you, you become have studded, proficient in yeah, armor, if you have studded leather what is that 12 plus your dex and that's that with this it's 11 plus your dex plus your proficiency bonus so that scales that's who shit um then you get composite plating which is like a meteor medium armor uh 13 plus your dex mod Plus your proficiency bonus. That's fucking... This seems super stacked. And then last, you get heavy plating, which is 16 plus proficiency bonus. Disadvantage on dexterity stealth checks. So what? So, in the late levels, you're just going to have like 20 plus AC? Um, Yeah, I guess so. I mean, okay. You got to understand, these guys can't put on plate. 
Yeah, but like. So, okay, let's go over Darkwood Core real quick. So let's say you're making like a rogue, right? Um, and you start with 16, eight, 16 uh, dexterity. So that's a plus three. So that's 11 plus three. And your proficiency bonus is a plus two. So that's 14. That's 16, 16. AC at level one. That's pretty good for a rogue. Um, but it's going to. That's going to go up. At level four. You yeah. have at level four, you turn that into an 18, and then you get another plus one, so that's gonna be plus two. So now you're gonna be a 20 AC at level four for that's a rogue. That is overpowered, beast as fuck. Yeah, that's like too that's too much AC. Well, like I said, this is technically a play test. Yeah, <laughs> so moving on. I um, want you all to love it. Here's some broken <laughs> stuff. So let's get into the uh, the sub races. The first one they provide is called Envoy. As an Envoy, you were just designed with a certain specialized function in mind you might be an assassin a healer or an entertainer uh, to name a few possibilities so you with this sub race you get two different ability scores increased by one so this is kind of like a a customizable yeah. one so like you could put it into intelligence or charisma or whatever you want um, you also get a feature called specialized design you gain one skill proficiency of your choice one tool proficiency of your choice and fluency in one language of your choice that's really powerful this is like you already got a bunch of really good features, and these are just more good features. Yeah, I um, mean they're they're the more standard style features. Yeah, it reminds but... me of like half elf for human. Right. Um, and then finally for envoy, you get integrated tool. Choose one tool you're proficient with. This tool is integrated into your body, and you double your proficiency bonus for any ability checks you make. Okay, that's now we're now we're in cross the line territory for me again. Right. This yeah. is like, oh, I got a, a lock pick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like my hand I mean, it's super cool. My Let's, hand turns into a crossbow. Yeah, yeah it's well, fucking no, 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 awesome. No, no, tool but, not weapon, but yes, I understand what you're tools saying. Tools are weapons. No, no, tools no, are not designed as weapons. But but it is really cool, but yeah, I think this is blatantly my overpowered. My hand turns into a calligrapher's brush. Why, Why not? Why not? I have an arm cannon. It's a beer bong. Yeah, there you it's go. It's a brewer's kit. <laughs> Get ready. So next, let's shoot some barley into this barrel. So next, let's talk about the juggernaut. Um, <laughs> you're an imposing war machine built for close combat and raw might. You tower over your comrades. Juggernaut warforged stand between six and seven feet uh, in height and can weigh up to 450 pounds. Okay. Um, you're going to gain a plus two to strength. So remember, you get that plus one to con, plus two to strength. So you're going to build an amazing barbarian warforged. Um, iron fists. When you make an unarmed strike, you can deal 1d4 plus your strength modifier, bludgeoning damage instead of normal damage. Uh, powerful build, you count as one size larger when determining your carrying capacity and the weight you can push, drag, or lift. I'll be honest, I think you can make an Envoy Warforged a way better fighter than this Juggernaut. I'm oh, sorry, okay. you just can. Because like the Juggernaut, you get an unarmed strike and you can lift heavy shit. But that plus two strength is great, but like you, as an Envoy, you get a plus one to two different ability scores of your choice. Like... I'll take a minus one for these like extra skills and bullshit. Yeah. Okay. That's just me. Plus like that. I hate that little text they added where you have to role play it with an Australian accent. And when you introduce yourself, you have to call people a bitch. What are you talking about? What? (laughs) I don't understand your reference. (laughs) You don't remember when uh, they were like, I'm the juggernaut bitch. Oh yeah. It's supposed to be a British accent, by the way. Oh, he sounds Australian. Oh, that's British. (laughs) Because I know in the in the original YouTube video, he's like, I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Yeah. But in the <laughs> in the movie, when they incorporated yeah. him, they gave him, because it was so pop, it was viral, so was, they, they yeah. made him say that. And he Gosh. was like, I'm the juggernaut, I think that bitch. was like the first time in my life where I saw like the internet crossover into like- That was a big one. Mainstream pop culture. That was a big one that for was, sure. That was a weird moment It was also time. the first time I've seen like, I guess Kitty Pride could beat the juggernaut. 
Uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. All right, moving on. Last <laughs> subrace, Skirmisher. You were built to scout the edges of battle and outmaneuver your enemies. You are lean and designed for speed. Nice. Um, your dexterity increases by two. Because your feet are roller skates. Indeed. You have the swift ability or feature called or called swift. Your walking speed is increased by five, so you have 35 walking speed. Oh, that's pretty cool. I mean, 35 rolling speed. Sure. It's like Healy's. It's not a full skate. And finally, you get a feature called Light Step. When you are traveling alone for an extended period of time, one hour or more, you can move stealthily at a normal pace rather than a slow pace. Hey, that's pace. pretty cool. Yeah. Tracking. I'm sure it'll come in handy, especially if you go Ranger or something like mm -hmm. that. A Ranger Warforged would be kind of cool. Even Rogue. Uh, or Rogue, yeah. Um, so any questions about Warforged? Um, oh, man. that What's that Rogue class? Is it called Scout? Um, from, yeah, um, I think Scout. Yeah, from Scout. Skag? Yeah, from Skag. Yeah, that would seem pretty cool for that. Yeah, that would that would mesh really well. Absolutely, a very military esque and soldier background. Yeah. I mean, you could do you could do a lot of stuff because Eberron takes like from the normal background pool, right? Like the player's handbook stuff. I would imagine so. It's yes, meant to be kind of have to. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, that's that's pretty cool. You can do. I mean, if you're playing in Eberron, that sounds like probably what you would go with for a character build to. Yeah, stay I think that would be a pretty standard one. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Okay. Okay. Well, with that being said, I guess we can get ready for a long rest. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and, we uh, can. <laughs> yeah. And uh, again, I would like to let everyone know that we have a sister channel called TDC Plays, where uh, me, Brian, my sister Kiki, and uh, the rest of us of the Dungeon Cast get together, play some uh, video games. games. Yeah. We got Smash. We got Pokemon. We got Zelda. Uh, we got more stuff coming down the pipeline, and mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun. And, Lots uh, of things. Yeah, if you like those things, check it out. The link is in the description. Yeah, there's also links in the description for our Discord if you'd like mm -hmm. to come have good conversations about Dungeons and Dragons, uh, um, and etc. Uh, go there. There's a lot of great people there. Uh, thanks to all our mods, and um, thank you, Jack. You're doing great. Yeah, stuff, thanks, Jack. Bud. You're doing good stuff. Man. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Find Will on Twitter at the Dungeon Cast. Find me on Instagram, the Dungeon Cast. Find us at gmail.com. It's the Dungeon Cast at gmail.com. Like to make it easy on you folks. Indeed. Um, slide into our DMs. We love that shit. <laughs> okay. uh, what else? I don't know. I think that's There's it. There's got to be something we we're well, missing. Um, no, I think we covered it all. Patreon. Oh, yeah, there's that. We have one. Go we check do. it out. There's lots of cool <laughs> bonus content. There is. Um, uh, this, this has been the Dungeon Cast. Indeed. So, with that, I think we're going to call Let's it a game. Call it a game. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from winter windstorms to wicked wolves. And today we're talking about whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are we talking about, Brian? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, W word. I don't know. Oh, you just forgot. Yeah. I thought you were doing I thought you were doing a bit. No. Nope. I thought you were like about to dubstep this shit. Like <laughs> I'm not even playing. Oh shit! Nope, I forgot. What are it's we talking Warforged. about? Warforged. Oh talking my god, about we just had a fucking conversation oh about god, it. That's hilarious. How do I how do I do that in this moment? I should just have written Warforged right it there. It happens to the best of us. I never stopped recording. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world 
that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.